afternoon I'm not sure if y'all can hear me but um if y'all can hear me comment this is something different for me um this is something different for me but um I'll be coming from my ministerial page to do this um, when I do, turns into I don't, the wiles of the vows, but I'm going to talk to you about God has called us to peace. So um, I want you all to invite some friends. Amen. So, hello. Esther, thank you for letting me know you can hear me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad that you tuned in. You can share this to your page. Um, and I'm going to wait a few more minutes, about, about, about a minute, just a minute. I'll wait about a minute. And then I'm going to go ahead and get started. And I'm going to talk about um, the introduction of um, what I'm going to be discussing starting today through May 6th, amen. And it was only supposed to be for like five days. And for some reason, it's three. <laughs> so um, I'm going to give y'all you know, an opportunity to come in. Um, this is different. Like I said, I can't see who's coming in. But if you will um, let me know that you're watching. Hello, Pastor Tammy. Thank you. This is part of a surprise concerning can we talk about it live? But um, I wanted to start it out um, in one uh, in my ministerial page because I have to get this series out. And so um, I have been going before the Lord about ministry. I've been trying to get this thing off the ground. And so I'm excited about, as you can see across the screen, God has called us to peace. Um, this is concerning marriage ministry or just individual living. Um, we all need peace, whether peace in our marriages or just peace in our mind, peace in our home, peace on our job. However, the peace that you need, but this is, this is for when I do, turns into I don't, the wows of the vows. Yes, I love I love the background too. It's amazing. It's like when I was like, oh, it looks like it's in the mama. People who don't know when you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Where is she? <laughs> so um just a few more minutes. Like I said, you can share this to your pages. Um, invite your friends. Um, invite just invite people. Um listen, can't uh promote ministry unless you put it out there, right? Right. So we're going to listen to this song and we're going to worship just for a few minutes. Amen. We'll be quiet. We're going to worship for a few minutes. Oh. 
Well, by about a minute. I said a minute. Just a minute. So we're just going to um, worship just for a minute. Thank you. 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 Oh, yes, and this is also going to my YouTube channel as well. So I'm like really excited. I am really excited. Y'all hear that? That guitar is it's sounding good, isn't it? Is your love still good to lead me? That's good. Amen. Yes, I am. You got a notification. Well, yeah, it's showing. Hi, Nikki. How are you? Good to see you on here. Bless you. Yes. Y'all come on in. Just going to worship just for a few minutes. Share this to your pages. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to turn this down in a minute. I got one more minute. So I really want to just want to worship just for a little while. Amen. We'll go ahead and cut this down. Okay. Okay. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. Amen. I do. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, you should be able to uh, share this to your pages. Um, amen. Invite someone in that um, you may um, know who I wants to, um, you know, come on in. So I'm going to do mine. Of course, you know how I do. going to... Um, Share this. All right. There we go. Sharing this now. All right. Here we go. So.
cut this down. And we're going to go ahead and get started. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Okay, so as you can see, it was, you know, one across the screen. When I do, subject to I don't, the wows of the vows. This is a ministry that God had given me back in 2016. And so I want to read to you all um, the introduction, um, what God has given me. And if you're not, if you're not friends or if you're not connected to uh, my ministerial page, go to Elder Serena Holloway um, Deliverance Ministries page. You can go into that page if you're if you and like it. Amen. And so I want to start up with the introduction. When I do, so that's why I don't, the wows of the vows. And I want to give you a little bit, a little piece of a background when God had placed this ministry um, to me because of the things that I have gone, I had gone through in my life. And as y'all know, when I get started, there are six people um, that is showing that's live. If those six people will go and share it to your pages, if you've not already shared it to your pages yet, again, it's not because it's about me or it's about you, but it may be good for somebody else that you're connected to. We don't all share the same friends. We don't all share the same family members. So therefore, especially leaders, um, if you don't have a, a marriage ministry, if you don't have a uh, deliverance ministry, this will be good for you to share to your ministerial pages or your private pages or your public pages as well. Um, because you know, you know how we do, um, people won't hear you, but they're hearing somebody else. Amen. And it's always good to share the gospel. And I thank God for him putting me into this place to be able to do this. But, um, in 2016, I was on my way out of my marriage. Some of you have heard this um, testimony and some of you have it, but I felt like I gave my 10 years later a chance to my husband. And when I felt that, I, and when I felt that I was seeing things that I didn't want to be a part of or go back into, then I can respectfully say to myself that I can walk away with no chaos, no malice and no hatred. I have built a solid relationship with the Lord. And if I were to leave, that was a, that was, if I was, if I were to leave, that I was good within myself. And I want you to understand that sometimes we think that we'll never be able to find ourselves in this place of leaving our husband or leaving our wife because of chaos, because of destruction, because of um, discord and division, because of infidelity, because of lying, because of manipulation, because of deception, because of family, because of friends, whatever, whatever the case may be, some of us will always find ourselves in a place to where we want to walk away from our marriage. And sometimes if we don't know who to seek at that, at that moment and get the right advice that we need, sometimes we'll take matters into our own hands and we will walk away. We will walk away without question. We will walk, with, we will walk away without a second thought. We will walk away and don't even think about um, how it can affect us or how it can affect our children or how it can affect those that are connected to us. Amen. And so, so many times we have to, well, so many times we find ourselves when things are good, we're happy, we're joyful, we're playful, things are going well. But what happens when it shifts? What happens when you find yourself in a place where you no longer want to be married, when you no longer want to be connected to that person? What happens when the love begins to diminish? What happens when your light begins to dim? What happens? 
you'll find yourself in a place like I was trying to figure out who you are, trying to figure out where you're at and trying to figure out if this is the person that God truly wants me to be with. And so many times we'll find ourselves in that place. And because we, and then and what happens is we find ourselves in those places. Why? Because one, we're, we're feeling guilt and shame. We're feeling embarrassed because one, we say, well, I know that this was God. I know that God placed me in his life. I know that God placed her in my life. I know that this is God. But what I don't understand is why is this shifting? My God, why am I now being sifted in the midst of this shift? And we find ourselves making decisions based off of our emotions. We find ourselves making decisions based off of our circumstances. We find ourselves making these decisions based off of our situations, whether it's addiction, whether it's infidelity, no matter what it is, we find ourselves asking these questions, why? Why am I back into this place? Why am I back in this place? Hello, Sister Washington. It's, it's so good to see you on here, woman of God. We continue to ask ourselves why. And so I, I always want to give this um, introduction and this short little testimony about why I went through, how I went through, what I went through, who I went through for. Amen. And so... Um, I went on and said, okay, God, I, I stated to my husband, I love you, but I love you enough to walk away for the both of us to have peace. But there were just some things I felt like I did not have to deal with anymore. I am the type of person that I do not live in my past. I am the type of person that once something is forgotten, it does not live in my mind or in my life anymore. Some say out of sight, out of mind. But even though they say that, that is still not good. Somebody need to say hello. Amen. And so what happens is um, I must say that I beg to differ because if I truly have let something go, I do not dwell on it or let it control my thoughts. I will speak to it and move on. If I ask for forgiveness, then it shouldn't be because of stipulations. It shouldn't be because you want more of the story. If I ask for forgiveness, I always felt like it's your choice to forgive me. So with that being said, my husband and I had went through a two year separation from 2004 to 2006, okay? And um, we went through so much in that separation. We lost friends. We've lost some family members. We lost some of the people in the house of God. Um, we He lost himself. I lost myself. We lost each other because of what the world was speaking to us as individually. I was no longer listening to him. He was no longer listening to me. And everything was just getting totally out of control. There was time. So now I had to realize I couldn't trust this person. I couldn't trust that person. And now I find myself being alone in a place that I can't go to because I'm, I was, and for me, I live a life of privacy. I don't put my business out there in the street. If I want to share something, then I want to share it. I don't need nobody else sharing my testimony. Good morning, uh, Zakia. So good to see you on here, woman of God. I don't need nobody sharing my testimony. I don't need nobody um, talking about things that they don't know or don't or they think that they know. But here's what happens. But for me, I look at it like this. If y'all feel like y'all can tell my testimony better than I can, then y'all go right ahead. Because what I don't do is I, I'm not a justifier. I used to be. 
I used to justify, well, no, that's not what happened. Well, no, this is what was said. And, and no, this, I was driving myself crazy trying to prove to people what did happen or what didn't happen. So at the end of the day, people are going to draw their own conclusion according to what they want to believe. Hello, somebody. There are just some people that's going to draw their own conclusion because of what they want to believe. You can't make anybody believe your truth. Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. You can't make anybody believe your truth. So sometimes you just have to just go before God, leave it there and walk away. Because at the end of the day, God has called us to peace. And so many times we say, I just need peace. I need peace in my mind. I need peace in my circumstances. I need peace in my home. I need peace in my finances. I need peace in my children. I need peace in my grandchildren. I just need to have a mind of peace. Amen. And this is what God has called us to do. And so on today, like I said, this is just an introduction on what the next force, the next six series is going to be about and it's going to it's going to literally blow your mind but i will tell you this today is the introduction of, of how when i do turns into i don't the wilds of the vows came about so the next day it would be let him or her go the day three well day yeah the next one would be not under bondage in such cases, oh, y'all don't hear me. Um, then it's going to be when it shifts, when it shifts, when it shifts, Lord have mercy. And the other one is God has called us to peace. Now I'm still wait, I'm still waiting on clarity for the for the um for the next two days because um, this is just for um, five days. And for some reason, when I put the dates in here, it came up seven. So I'm thinking to myself, I did it unintentionally. So it must be God. So God is wanting to wanting me to speak on something else. So however the Lord um, needs to move me in this direction, I'm going to move in God. Amen. And so some of you are going to realize how you can have peace. Some of you are going to realize that you can have peace about your decisions as long as they're based on and off of God and his word and his word alone. Amen. And we're going to also talk about um, uh, uh, peace passes all understanding and peace like a river. Amen. So I'm going to try to tie all of that in. God bless you, um, Sister Zakia. Honey, it was for me too. When I began to go through this thing, I was like, Lord, you are, you are about to ooh, move us in a whole nother area within ourselves. But some of you are going to understand because God has called us to peace. He doesn't call, he doesn't cause us to stay bound or captive. But if you choose to, he going to lead you and he going to direct you. Amen. So as I stayed home on a Sunday morning, I planned to pack and leave. That was my decision. And I know some of you were saying, why is she reading from a paper? I'm reading from my paper so that I can stay focused on what I need to give so I don't go either by, beyond myself or ahead of myself. And I don't want to leave nothing out. So I want to stay focused. Amen. Okay. So that was my decision. I sat and I just cried because I knew I wanted to leave, but I also knew I needed to stay. Do y'all hear that? I knew I wanted to leave, but I also knew that I, I needed to stay. I wanted to leave, 
but I need it to stay. And you have to understand that what you want is sometimes not, is not what God wants. What you want is sometimes what God needs from you or for you to do. So I want to re, I want to re, I want to re, re say that. I sat and just cried because I knew I wanted to leave, but I also knew I needed to stay. So as I sat on my bed, Lord have mercy. So I, as I sat on my bed, I was torn. I was torn from my left and from my right. I was going through. And I know that the scripture tells us that we should never be double-minded. We should never be unstable. We should never be in a place where we're being tossed to and fro. Amen. So. I was warring in my mind and my emotions. Yes, Pastor Tammy. I was warring in my mind and in my emotions were all over the place. I had gained so much in those 10 years concerning personal stuff and ministry. Listen to this. The first 10 years of my marriage was hell. And I can honestly say it wasn't 50-50. It was 90-10. And I was doing the 90%. And my husband was doing the 10%, but it was almost as if I was blaming him for the 90% and was only taking responsibility for the 10%. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Listen, even I was saying and believing the first 10 years of my marriage was hell. And in 2016, I was saying the last 10 years have been the best. So you have to understand. So here we are 20 years later. Oh, y'all don't hear me. So here we are 20 years later. 10 years after giving, giving our marriage a second chance. So here we here I am, first 10 years of hell. The second 10 years was the best years of my life. But then I find myself in 2016, like I don't want to stay in this marriage anymore. Like I really need to walk away. And so, but there I was there, but there was just something my husband was holding on to that was bothering him every now and again. So in January in 2016, my husband had made a statement to me right on the day of New Year's Day. And I looked at him and said, you know what? I'm done. I'm done having this conversation. I'm done speaking to this. I'm done trying to prove myself. I'm done trying to prove others are wrong. I'm just done. I'm no longer is going to continue to go into this place because of what you refuse to just let go of. And I don't know if somebody is speaking to you. I don't know if you are just in this place. I don't know if you're not trying to let some things go. But for me, that is not me. I've never brought up your past. I've never brought up what you've done. I've never brought up what you said. I don't even bring up the things that we've gone through. And if we do, we're sitting back and we're laughing at it. We're making jokes about it. We're in a good place about it. But every now and again, you get into this place. And I feel like you want me to tell you something just to ease your heart or just to ease your mind. And I'm not one of those who just want to tell you something just to satisfy your flesh. That devil is a lie. That was the conversation that I had with my husband in January and 2016. So mind you, even though when I said that I was done. So now we are now we're going through January. We're going through February. And now we're going through March. And here we're about to go on a cruise that May in 2016. And I was just like, I'm not going on this cruise. 
with this same mentality. I'm not going on this cruise in this same way. I'm not doing that. Hello, good to see you on here, Melanie. I'm not doing that. I'm just not doing that. That is not who I am. Amen. That is just not who I am. So I said to him, I said, um, I said to him, you know, you know what? I'm done. Here we are a new year and you start out with your dreams that is actually not of God, but your deep emotions, your lack of faith, your lack of trust and your lack of, and your unbelief of me. And so I'm done. I said to him, apparently you haven't forgotten. You haven't forgiven me in these last 10 years. And so therefore your treatment towards me has been unbearable. And I refuse to live like this. I will not admit to something that I did not do because of what your unfaithful friends want you to believe because of their deep, dark secrets as well. But I will not live this way. It may be okay with you, but it's not okay with me. So something should have changed in those 10 years, but it did with me and with my husband, but not the change we thought we had to, but it was a change we needed not to speak to. Lord have mercy. God bless you, Pastor Davis. Listen to what I just said. There was a change in those 10 years that I had given my life and surrendered my life over to God with no, with no, no stipulation. I gave my life over to God. I gave him all of me. I surrendered all of me, everything about me. In 2006, I gave my life over to the Lord. I left my life in his hands. And the last, and I cannot say this enough, in those 10 years that I decided to leave out of my marriage again for the second time, I had built a relationship with the Lord for myself. I no longer had to hold on to my husband's coattail. I no longer had to hold on to his prayers. I no longer had to hold on to his prophecies. I no longer had to hold on to his promises. I no longer had to hold on to his ways and his way of thinking. I found me. And when God found me, when I, I found me. And when I found me, God found me and he delivered me. And when he delivered me, I was able to build myself, my confidence, my way of thinking, my way of doing things according to the word of God. Oh, y'all don't hear me. So when I said, but not, but I said, but change did happen with me and with my husband, but not the change we thought we had to, but it was changed that it was, it was a change we did not speak to. And see, that is what happened. When my husband and I decided to come back together and he said to me, this is not, we filed for divorce. Here, y'all hear me. Let me take my glasses off for a second because I'm starting to sweat. Hear me. My husband and I, we filed for divorce. All we were waiting on was our court date. That was it. I, and that was in 2006. We filed for divorce in 2006. And all we were waiting on was our court date for it to be finalized. And that was it. Y'all don't hear me. So when I say 10 years later and I find myself wanting to walk away out of my marriage, it was only because when we came back together, 
the words that my husband spoke to me was, this is not what God wants. It was two weeks after we filed for divorce. And my bishop at the time told me, Bishop Alonzo Rogers told me at the time, if you sincerely seek God for clarity and direction, I will support you in your decision for this divorce. He said, but I need you to pray and I need you to seek God. And I was like, sure. But I knew I wasn't going to do it. I went and got me some drinks, alcoholic drinks, that is. And I never forget that I heard God for the first time. And he told me, I heard God say, I need you to read the book of Job. And I need you to read the book of Hosea. And I was like, and I thought I was tripping because, you know, I had been drinking. You know, I because listen, when we went through, when we separated, I backslid. I started going back to the clubs. I started back smoking cigarettes. I started back to not going to church, any of that. This last backslide literally about took me out. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. It about took me out. Zakia says, I'm still here watching, watching via YouTube on my TV. I have to make a phone call, but know that I am still listening. I love you. Bless you, Zakia. Bless you, woman of God. And I, I love you too. That's my God baby, y'all. She just had a baby and her baby is my God baby too. And I can't wait for this Corona thing to be over so we can get the christening done so it can be official. Amen. <laughs> so anyway, listen. So um, in 2006, literally, I literally was like, I'm not praying. I'm not praying. I'm not seeking God. I'm not, I'm not there. Bless you, Pastor Tammy. Thank y'all. Thank you for those who are letting me know that you're still listening. Listen, I literally was drunk that night and I thought I was hearing things. <laughs> y'all don't hear me. I thought I was hearing things, but I wasn't. The next day I heard it again. I need you to read the book of Job. I need you to read the book of Hosea. And I was like, so actually, no, actually I called. When I heard it again, I called somebody. Um, Jesus is married to the back. So that's right, Pastor Davis. Yes, he is. Um, I called, I can't remember who I called, but I was like, I think I'm, I said, I think I'm tripping. Like, I, I think I'm hearing, hearing voices. Like I, I said, this, this separation is taking me to an older level. Like I, I really think I'm losing my mind. And it was like, no, Sally. God is speaking to you. You need to do what he's asking you to do. Read the book of Job and read the book of Hosea. And I was like, well, can you just tell me what it's about? So I ain't got to read it. <laughs> she was like, no, read it. So I went home that night and I began to read the book of Job and the book of Hosea. And when I, and I, I, I kid you not, my right hand to God, I read and I read, I didn't study and read. I just read through it. I just read through it. And it was so intriguing. It was so like it was like a storyline that I was just like, oh my God. I was like, this dude lost so much. But in the end, God replaced so much more because he didn't lose his 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 faith. He didn't lose his faith. He didn't lose himself. You know, and, and today I when I look back at that, that's everything that I got. But I didn't get all I didn't get all of that at that moment spiritually. It was just my carnally way of thinking that I was like, man, this dude just lost. You know, his wife was tripping, you know, all this stuff. And then I went on to read the book of Hosea and I was like, oh, no. Oh, heck no. Man, I'm not doing that. I ain't taking that, brother. But I'm not. I ain't doing it. I, I don't care what I got to lose, but I am not. Bless you. Thank you, Pastor Hunt. I was like, I am not. I'm not doing that. 
I'm not going to stay with somebody. Because basically at that moment, I was like, so what you're saying is every time he cheat, I need to go back and get him. I was like, mm-mm. But at that time, I didn't realize that the book of Hosea was a book of restoration. A book of restoration that God has so much love for us. And no matter what we do, when we seek him, he always comes. He always takes us back. He always takes us back into his arms. He always, he, God will love us and have this, this everlasting love that no matter what's going on in our life, no matter how many times we backslide, no matter how many times we, we fall, no matter how many times we fail, God is always there to restore us back to ourselves. Because Pastor Davis, he just said it because he's married to the backslider. And as far as Job is concerned, I did lose everything, but I'm not, I'm, I'm going ahead of myself. So again, I came off my paper. I need to go back to my paper because I want to get just introduction into you all to let you know that you don't want to miss this series. You, you, you got to be able to understand that no matter what you're going through in your marriage, no matter what you're going through in your relationship, God has called us to peace but it's only for certain cases. And you have to be able to understand that even with that being said, he he won't say you can have a divorce. God will never say out of his mouth that you can divorce, but he will give you peace about your decision concerning divorce. But when you remarry, oh, I'm going ahead of myself. Hallelujah. I'm going ahead of myself. I need to come back. But when you remarry that second time, because God is a God of second chances, there is no going back. If you go into your second marriage, then you're going back into that second marriage for eternity until that brother or that sister die. Because God has forgiven you of that uh, mistake. Because when you divorce, you're saying that I made a mistake. I shouldn't have got married. So I need a divorce so that I can get myself together so that I can be restored, restored in my mind, restored from things that I've lost, restore my joy, restore my peace and restore my relationship with the Lord. Amen. So listen, so let me go back. So when I do turn into adult was birthed through a desperate separation because of the vows, because of the wows of the vows. I asked God, what do I do when now I want to say, I don't, I don't want to stay. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want to live like this anymore. Lord, what do I do when now my do turns into I don't? And the Lord spoke to me this. You do what you're doing right now that you didn't do then. You seek me. You pray. The last time you just left and sought advice from someone else that you trusted instead of seeking advice from God who you should have trusted. That thing hit me like a ton of bricks because here's the thing. And here's what you need to understand. At that moment, a light bulb went off on the top of my head. And I said, when I do, turns into I don't, the vows of the vows. And I said, well, God, I'm still leaving. <laughs> I said, God, I am still leaving because I don't want to deal with this. It's 20 years, 20 years. The first 10 years, God, okay, I wasn't serving you. I wasn't reading my Bible. I wasn't going to church on a regular. I wasn't committed to you on a regular. I wasn't praying. I wasn't fasting. I wasn't seeking you. I was doing what I wanted to do. I was taking matters into my own hands. I said, God, I had turned, I even turned into a whole stalker. Like everything, I, it just, I got, listen, Lord, 
you should give me this because these last 10 years have been good. My husband and I, we've been good, but there's some things he won't let go. There's some things he just won't let go of. God, I can't, I can't every year we're going to work. I'm going to work up to something as if I just had a dream. You cheated on me. I'm not dealing with all of that. I just had a dream. You slept with this dude. I'm not dealing with that. When I'm telling you, I did not sleep with this dude. I said that came from all your little unfaithful friends that keep telling you that we did something. And I'm telling you, we did not sleep together. <laughs> and listen, and some of this, you guys, is also in my book. Because I am writing a book and I've been writing in it every day and I'm going to be done before September. I, I gave myself that goal. My goal, my prayer is that this book will be finished by September, no later than October. I'm just saying. So I'm telling you all, I'm, I'm so transparent that I really don't care who believes or who doesn't believe. I don't care who it likes me or who doesn't like me. Listen, from 2004 to 2006, I went through a major hell storm in my life. And I can honestly and, and tell you that I can honestly and truthfully tell you there was only one person, one that did not give up on me. There was only one person that kept my mind together. There's only one person that stopped me twice from snatching a whole soul. I'm trying to get you to understand that God has called us to peace. But if we do not build your, if you do not build your own relationship with the Lord, it will literally take you out and it's going to want, and it's going to want, and it is going to want you to take them out. I am I'm no longer ashamed of my testimony that God had given me for such a time as this. And let me say this, and, and, and through all of that, there was no love lost. Hear me. There was no love lost. Bless you, Melinda. There was no love lost. Hear me. Why? Because it was God. And towards the end, I allowed God to have his way. I allowed God to take control. I allowed God to fix every area that was lacking concerning me. I no longer put my focus or my total trust into my husband. My total focus and my total trust went directly into the Lord of those 10 years. So when I told, when I said to God, God, I'm good. If we divorce right now, I am good. I will be able to live. I will be able to survive. I will have peace. He will have peace. I am good. But here's the thing. That's what God wanted me to be. But he wanted me to be good in that area with him in my marriage. <laughs> and I didn't realize any of that until, let me say this, listen to this. We must understand a lot of us is looking for peace and don't know how to receive it. We don't know how to get it, or we don't even know, we don't even know how to ask for it. The situations, the circumstances, the struggles, the addictions, 
the infidelity, the mistrust, the misanger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because see, we all don't deal with the same issues, but God is still able to bring all of us out the same way. Amen. Listen, it has hit some of the spouses in their houses. God gave me this teaching to let those know who also say or always say, I just want some peace. Those who say, surely God does not want me to live like this. Surely God does not want me to live this way. So this, so I'm here to tell you that I know that I am not the only one that have stated those things. I want out. I don't want to deal with this. This is too much. This ain't making any sense. He ain't changing. I ain't changing. She ain't changing. I ain't changing. And where we, I'm going to tell you, and this is where we make our mistake. We're waiting on them to change. And we're not asking God to change anything concerning us because we think we got it together. We think we're not doing anything wrong. We think that it's about us and it's not about God. That's our way of thinking. And let me tell you on all, you all on today, your stinking thinking is wrong because God has called us to peace, but we really and truly don't want peace and we're not seeking for change. Lord have mercy. We're not seeking for change. If we are, if we are truly seeking peace, we will see change within ourselves. We change the way we think. We change our mentality. We change the heartstrings, the way that we allow people to play them concerning our emotions and the way that we feel. Oh, y'all don't hear me. So when God gave me this ministry, it's a marriage ministry that God has placed in me to do concerning relationships and marriages. Why? Because I'm able to give you what was not given to me. Lord have mercy. Hear me. I am willing and able to give you what was not given to me. And God took me through all of that to bring me to this place right here where I'm at now. But here's the thing. When he gave me this a long time ago, I was so caught up in trying to make you get it, make you see it, make you grab hold, make you understand. But God said, all I needed you to do was to give it. That's all God required me to do was to just give it. Hello, Elizabeth. It's good to see you on here, woman of God. That was all I was required to do was to preach and teach the ins and outs of a troubled marriage. Yes. <laughs> so through all the rejection, all the 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 discord, all of the division, I could have ignored all of that and had unnecessary drama. But again, I say this: I'm a learn. I, I learn by watching. I learn by reading. Do y'all understand that? And so, God bless you, Pastor Tammy. Thank you for tuning in. Amen. Thank you. Bless you. God gets the glory. So listen, what happens is we try to, we try to make people get it. 
we try to we try to force feed them. But think about, thank you for the analogy, Holy Spirit. Listen to this. Think about when you're feeding a child peas, them, them smashed peas. They're six months old. You got them sitting in the in the um in their their uh um high chair and you're feeding them them nasty smashed peas and they just don't want it. And you're trying to put it in their mouth, you're trying to zoom and all that stuff. And what do they do? You 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 get it in their mouth, and then what does that six-month-old child do? They spit it out in your face. It's in, it's on your glasses, it's in your forehead, it's in your hair, it's in your clothes, because you're trying to force feed a child who does not like the smashed greens or the smashed peas or the smashed squash. And what they don't understand is it's good for them. So the word of God is good for you, but I don't have to force feed you. (laughs) Lord have mercy. I don't have to force feed you. And that's what I was doing. I was trying to force feed the word of God. And I didn't have to do that. All God required me to do was to give you the word of God, teach you how to apply, teach you how to receive, teach you how you should live, how you should give it over to God, show you by example and giving testimony as examples. Amen. So listen to this. My husband and I literally went through two years of hell and lost some folk we were connected to, but it was all God. The Lord that day in my room spoke to me, spoke to me, Matthew chapter 19. And I have not ever read this scripture ever, but I'm going to read it for you all on today. For some of you who has not read this scripture, who is that? Oh, oh, tell her I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Give me five minutes. I almost forgot. I forgot. Give me five minutes. I'm coming. <laughs> okay. Y'all, my mom's occupational therapist is here. She, she, okay. I, I forgot. I, I, I was going to be done with this 30 minutes. Here it is. I didn't realize it was 1248. So let me finish this up. Listen, in Matthew chapter 19, and I want to read it to you all on today because some of you may not know it like I knew it. Okay. And, and I thought I had it together. I didn't. And I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read this to you all so that y'all will know what it is. Some of you know, because this is the scripture that this is the scripture that the Lord had given to me concerning my marriage. And I was like flabbergasted, like it blew, it blew my whole mind. But listen to this, Matthew, Matthew chapter. Let me move this a little bit so if I can move it up there. Matthew chapter 19, right here. Matthew 19 and Eight, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. Jesus said, and I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, shall marry another. That person shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whoso marries her, which is put away, doeth commit adultery. So let me say this. Y'all don't even understand that even when you, even when you, you're married and you get a divorce, you're still causing that person to commit adultery and you're committing fornication or that's vice versa. Vice versa. Um, um, hold on. I want to give it to you. Right. Listen, listen to this. It says in Moses day, as well as in Jesus day, the practice of marriage fell far short of God's intentions. 
It's not God's intentions for you to divorce. It's God's intentions for you to remain married until the husband or the wife passes. Amen. The same is true today. Jesus said that Moses gave this law only because of the people's hard hearts. Permanent marriage was God's intention. So you have to understand that people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear that God's intentions was for you to, to stay married until death do us apart. Amen. So when God took me to that scripture on that day, the first thing I heard was divorce is not an option by God, but it's a choice by man. Why? Because God has caused us to peace. So can someone say peace? Hey, the living room looks awesome. Thank you, Bishop. <laughs> I don't mind. I spoke, a light bulb went off and God said, you have a decision to make. Long story short, I didn't listen to God. But on that Monday, we had two of our very dearest friends that brought my husband his headphones that he left in their car on that Saturday. I mean, on that Sunday to the house that was left in their car the day before. They didn't know what they were walking into when all of a sudden I flips out and screamed out, I want a divorce. And I just released everything that was in me. And the room became so quiet. My husband released that he had forgiven me, but not a hundred percent. And it was like sometimes, and it and it was like sometimes there would be, so it was like sometimes for him, there would be triggers that would hit him and he would take it out on me, which I like to call misplaced anger. Listen, let me explain. Sometimes there are some people you have to disconnect from because sometimes they will make you feel like you must know the truth or they may feel like, let me drop a negative seed. Some people are bitter. I'm coming. Some people are bitter because you are better. Our friends, our close friends, they counseled my husband and I for three months. We were going on a cruise in May and I was not planning on going. So this is the introduction to why God has called us to peace. But I have to go. My mother's occupational therapist is here. So with all that being said, on tomorrow at 12 o'clock, we'll be back here again so that I will teach you what it means to have peace, to let him or to let her go. Amen. So God bless you. Know that I'm praying for you, but make some time, set some time off to the side to be present tomorrow at 12 o'clock because I will be right here, same place, same time, speaking God's word to help deliver the people from a troubled marriage so that you can have peace within your home, within your mind, and within your, your mentality. Amen? Amen. So talk to you all too late. On, to, on, on tomorrow, know that I love you, but God loves you more. Amen? Amen.